Welcome to the busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures. I'm your host, Richard Bernard. Before we hear from our guest, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and leave comments. This will help the podcast in reaching a larger audience. Also, invite your friends to listen. Information on how to reach me and a link to my website are in the show notes. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. And now, today's interview. Well, Kurt, good evening. How are you doing? Good, Richard. I'm uh, grateful you're having me on here. A great, great uh, up-and-coming podcast, it looks like. Yes, and I, I'm anxious to hear from you. I've been listening to your podcast, and uh, uh, before we started here, I was talking a little bit. We kind of think along the same the same way, and uh, so I'm, well, I'm really interested in uh, listening to more of your podcast. Um, let's start with, first of all, telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am uh, born and raised in West Valley City, Utah. I'm a graduate of Granger High School, um, pretty orthodox, traditional Latter-day Saint home that I was raised in, youngest of uh, four kids, and uh, and uh, had a great upbringing in the church, and then uh, served a mission in, in Sacramento, California, Spanish-speaking from 2001 to 2003. Uh, then uh, after my mission is sort of... Uh, you know, when as uh, anybody's life is when certain things fall into place that guide a, a career and a path that uh, um, that led me to where I am today. And so I uh, got married to my wife, Alana. She's from Blackfoot, Idaho. We were married in the Idaho Falls Temple. And, uh, and we met in a uh, young single adult ward where I was the elders quorum president. That was like my first my first go at leadership. And uh and I made all the mistakes, Richard. I, I did the guilt trip lessons. <laughs> I did. Uh, I mean, I didn't know how to delegate. Uh, it was it was sort of a mess. But at the time, you know, I was just doing my best. I wanted to make a difference and and give my best shot. And uh, but you know, we got engaged and married, and I kind of felt like uh, that didn't go as well as I thought. I didn't move the needle like I thought I would. And I really tried hard. And uh, come uh, a few years later, after we were married, I served in a bishopric and then was called as the high priest group leader back when that was a thing. Um, and uh, thought, oh no, like this is not, this is gonna, not going to go well. You know, I tried this at Elders Quorum and here I am, have to lead and, and motivate and inspire in some level again. And uh, so I couldn't understand why individuals, or I couldn't understand why uh, you can walk into a Barnes and Noble and find all sorts of books on life leadership, business leadership, family leadership, but nobody was talking about leadership principles in the context of the church. And so much like you've done with this podcast, I thought, well, maybe I'll create a resource, a a platform where people can come and talk about leadership in the context of the church, because thousands of individuals have done it. I'm sure somebody's figured out something that we could talk about. And uh, and so that led me off in the journey of uh, Leading Saints, which is the podcast and and 501c3 organization that I that I run day to day and uh, and got I'm trying to think of all the other details. I have three awesome kids that are eight, five, and four months, and uh, and we are currently in Kaysville as we're we're building a home in in Stansbury Park, and so hopefully we can uh, plant some roots in in Stansbury Park. So there's there's the introduction. I don't know if that was as long as you wanted. <laughs> 
Well, I thought it was a great one. Um, now, as far as more what you do with leadership, you say that that's your full-time position. Uh, mm -hmm. you, are you speaking at various places? I mean, exactly. Obviously, you have to have income coming in. Right. Yeah. That, yes, I do. <laughs> I, uh, it's hard to pay pay the bills with blessings, but uh, yes. So um, I basically, it's not. Uh, it's an organization that you know we pr we produce content for individuals. Who, uh, Latter-day Saints primarily that are striving to be better prepared to lead. And so we have the podcast, which is probably our most well-known um, form of content we, we produce. And then we have a website with thousands of articles that we have guest authors write in or individuals who want to uh, explain a leadership context or a con a leadership concept in the, in the context of the church. And uh, and then we do virtual summits and and in person events uh, like con a conference. We have a yearly conference where we just invite uh, scholars, we invite uh, everyday leaders, anybody who. Uh, and then we you know create an agenda where people can speak to leadership and see if we can be Latter Day Saints that are better prepared to lead. So um, it's it's a lot of work, and that yeah, that is my day to day. And, and we're a, a nonprofit organization, so we. Uh, you know, have uh, fundraising uh, mechanisms and uh, and people that uh, donate to help us keep things moving and and pay the bills. So, well, I I think what you're doing is great. Um, you and I talked before we we started this about. I, I think meetings should not be any longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I could push it, maybe 15, at least, Richard. <laughs> you know, if it can't get done in 10 minutes, we're, we're doing something wrong. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I've been at meetings where I'm just looking at my clock or watch and right. just going, okay, uh, uh, we, we need to get on with other things. But Yeah. You know, but, and that's been uh, that, that's kind of a good example because in our religious culture, we sort of have this stigma of meetings or, or some sometimes just these things that we've been doing in leadership that have been always been done, but nobody's really talking about it, right? So we try and create a, a, a stage to to talk about those things and maybe find a better way or find out what the other guy's doing that's working, right? Yes, yes. Well, I think what you're doing is. I, I hope it it gets out there even further because um, there's a lot of people that uh, need need that help. Now, Thank you. I've I, I've read a lot of leadership books um, in my life, and um, uh, I was in sales for 25 years uh, before I went into teaching. And um, uh, you know, I needed those books on learning how to to lead and and to uh, to just get the word out and to market. And so those books are very important. And leadership books are um, extremely important for us to yeah. to know how to... Heaven, that's, Heavenly Father has given us other books other than right. the scriptures. Yeah, knowledge comes in all, all, all yes. forms and angles, yep. Yeah, it sure does. Well, with that, we know Heavenly Father provides us plenty of books. That's the reason Deseret Books is in business. Yeah. But, uh, we're here to talk about one specific set of books, and that is the scriptures. Yeah. So what is your experience as far as scriptures, as far as growing up? What was it like within your family? You said you were in a very active family. Um, and then in your teen years and so on, what, what was it like for you? Yeah, you know, you know, we had a very uh, engaged family as far as, as the gospel, uh, you know, regular scripture reading is, is, and when I say regular, that I don't mean every week. It's uh, as, as often as we could uh, somehow get around to it with many uh, 
many times where, yeah, it was several months past and we thought, ah, we got to reevaluate here and see how we can get back on track. Um, you know, me intellectually as a student, um, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I was the youngest of four. Like I mentioned, my brother just older than me. He was a, an outstanding student and just he's a genius in, in my in my perspective, uh, you know, Valley Victorian, Valley Victorian and uh, full ride scholarship to BYU and th- those types of things. And I here I was coming up behind him thinking, OK, I've got to excel in all these different ways. You know, I got to hit the straight A's like like he did. And uh, what I found was I just didn't excel that way. And it r- really there was a lot of shame there that uh luckily i you know i didn't let that get the best of me but i just wasn't the intellectual type you know i and i i didn't enjoy there's probably some level of add that i experienced and i i I really struggled with sitting down with with you know the black and white scriptures and just reading and and doing those things now i obviously found some methods that that work but i found out later that um you know, as I graduated college, which I, I really struggled to get through through college, but I did graduate and I got that degree. Um, and and then I went out to the world and realized, oh, I'm I'm not I'm not dumb or stupid. I I just have a more creative mind. And so I I realized that there were many opportunities in that in that creative aspect. And so um, that sort of spilled over to my own personal scripture study. I'm I'm much more creative in in, in that approach rather than. Um, you know, and and sometimes in our culture, in our religious culture, there's this, um, this, this understanding that scripture study should lead to everybody becoming a, a a PhD BYU religion professor, right? Like we sort of feel like, uh, yeah, we have to break down the the root uh, Latin connections of these words and the Hebrew meanings and this and that. And sometimes I get, I find myself getting caught up in that thinking like, okay, like that's what scripture study is. But as I've sort of backed up and reevaluated some of my, my approaches, I've realized, man, there's so much more, uh, so many more directions to go in uh, personal scripture study. And, and it's been a blessing. So that, so growing up to answer your question, that's, you know, it's something that I, that I tried and, and, tried to be consistent at and obviously it led me on a mission and and came in handy and and, and that deepened my my habits there but uh wasn't that necessarily and, and i'm still not the intellectual that approaches the scriptures well i don't know if being intellectual studying the scriptures is um is what we need what do you expect to get from the scriptures as you read them yeah uh the the simple answer is i need a connection to the divine and more importantly, the connection to his love, right? Um, I tell, I have a, a personal experience uh, happened to me, I want to say maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I, you know, I have a home office and I, I typically work at my standing desk on one side of the office and then I have a, a traditional sit down desk on the other side. And it's very common that my scriptures are there open on that desk. And during this period, I was, I was just really struggling to get into the rhythm of, of scripture study. And, and there was really a lot of shame in that for me personally, you know, it became sort of an attacking point for the adversary reminding me, Hey, you know, it's been several days. You haven't read your scriptures. You're not a good Latter-day Saint because a good Latter-day Saint reads the scriptures every day. Right. And, and even when I would force myself to, you know, plop down in the chair and, and read the scriptures there, it was just sort of empty for me for a while. And I later found out that, uh, you know, that was by intention from, from Father in Heaven because uh, a few months later, 
I was at a uh, Christian leadership conference, you could say, and uh, it was up one of these in, in it was up in the the wilderness in the woods in a in a lodge, and they had this conference room in the lodge, and I was sitting there um, before it began, and I was just I was really wrestling with this feeling that I'm not I'm not measuring up when it comes to my scripture study, and I felt a lot of shame there. And they had some, you know, some Christian music playing just to fill the air as before we started. And I don't even remember the song that was playing. But in that moment, as I was pondering over this, I had such a clear prompting come to me that says, that said, you could never read your scriptures again, and I'd still love you. And I was just so caught off guard by it that, that it came again. It said, you could never read your scriptures again, and I'd still love you. And it was in that moment where it kind of just opened up this uh, this inspiration to me, realizing, oh my goodness, I had I had turned my scripture study into a checklist. And I was, mm-hmm. I was somehow trying to qualify my worth to God because I was regularly studying my scriptures, right? And that completely, since then, it's completely transformed my approach that – I now see it not necessarily like scripture study time, but this is my this is my worship time. This is my time where I sit and I connect with the divine in, in some level. And now that may be, you know, I listen maybe to a, a contemporary Christian song and I just ponder over the words and and uh, maybe I just spend time with one verse. Maybe I journal. Uh, maybe I meditate. May, whatever it is, but I just want to be present. Know that I'm that God loves me. Um, that He wants to connect with me, not because He wants to turn me into a BYU scripture scholar, <laughs> but He just wants to connect with me, right? And so that's sort of my approach uh, every day as I as I consider my personal study. Um, and may, very many days, um, it's it's untraditional. You know, it's it's maybe. Something that I'm, I, I just turn off the podcast uh, app for a bit, or I turn off the music and I and I sit and ponder as as I drive or whatever it is, because you know, like your podcast talks about, we're busy. The typical Latter Day Saints busy, right? And sometimes that fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes isn't doesn't just magically open up in a schedule, of, but to just be with God, connect with Him, and and worship Him, and it's been it's been a remarkable blessing to kind of have that that paradigm shift in my life. So you read, you listen, do you sometimes just listen to the scriptures? Yeah, um, uh, listen to the scriptures. You know, obviously that's easy to do through the Gospel Library app. One thing, you know, we'll get into, I have some fun uh, hacks or tactics that I use. Um, One thing I did, um, you know, I used to, a few years ago, I was more, um, you know, there's all sorts of research that shows that the, the physical uh, using a physical book, you know, increases retention, and you know, I don't have all that uh, research at my at my fingertips. But basically, you know, in a digital age, it, it, there's there's some benefits of going old school, right, with the scriptures. And so, I actually went to the distribution center, and you know, they always have the reject scriptures shelf, mm-hmm. right, where they they spelled somebody's name wrong on the cover yep. or whatever. So yep. I went there and got a you know a quad. Uh, scripture set uh, for really cheap. And then I took it to a book bindery and everybody asked me what book bindery I use and they've gone out of business since, but somebody bought their, their, uh, their business and does this. Um, and so I can get you that information later. But uh, I went there and I said, I want you to take this book and I want you to take out all the indexes, all the, all the non-scripture portion of it, right? Because in my scripture study, I knew that I typically had my phone right there. 
And so if I needed to search a word, one, it was a lot easier to search content on a digital device. And so it was sort of a hybrid model where I would have that scripture, um, you know, the physical scriptures there that had the verse. And and because in my mind, being a very visual, creative person, when I read a concept in the scripture, and I'm sure many people are like this, that it records it according to where it was on the page, right? Like sometimes you can remember that scripture and you can't remember the, you know, the chapter and verse, but you think, I know it's on the right side of the page in the middle. Uh, or I know exactly how I mark that. So if I could just flip there, I'll find it, right? And so to me, um, internalizing the scriptures, uh, you know, that visual component's really crucial. So I had them rebind, rebind this this set of scriptures, and, uh, you know, they make it look, look really nice. You can pick the color of leather and and so forth, and I put my name on it or whatever. And so – and the other thing is, is at church, I don't – I'm not carrying around this thick quad, right, where – but I have this uh, – and it's really probably the same size as the – King James Version Bible, you know, that you see it, that if you included the Bible dictionary and topical guide, it's about that size once you get it down. And so I just, it made it easier for me, especially I was in different leadership callings of Long Sunday where I'm packing around my scriptures. I was just more, um, more inclined to grab my scriptures and carry them around with me and have them there. Um, so that's been fun. And then with, you know, I have a, um, artistic background. I, I got a associate's degree in art and I've, I've always been drawing. I was that kid who was always drawing growing up. And so I like to, you know, illustrate in my scriptures. And so I, th- having that physical copy sort of allowed me to, to, to get creative and I'll draw and, and mark in creative ways or uh, do a doodle here and there. Um, and that again, the, whatever I doodle there, you know, it makes certain brain connections so that it's easier to remember that way. But, um, I can tell you about another tactic I use, but is, is that any questions on, on that approach or? Yeah. The, the doodling, um, uh, that is certainly for, for a lot of people, a very effective way to, um, to take notes. Um, yeah. I'm curious, you doodle actually over the printed page? Yeah, I'll use, uh, like colored pencils, uh, oh, that, okay. you know, allows it that I can still read the words clearly. Um, and then, yeah, and then I may use like an ink or something in the margins. And now I think there's sort of been this, uh, this recent move towards the journal edition of the scriptures. I haven't gotten one of those, but um, just because I have maybe a slightly different tactic that I can tell you about. But um, but yeah, then you can get some with really thick, you know, margins that you can write in, but also illustrate. And uh, and it's to to me, especially for the, the more creative type, it's really been uh, helpful to be able to do that. Well, I, I find it very interesting um, that going back a little bit that you just felt that you weren't worthy you know, to just kind of sum it up in one word because mm. you weren't doing what you felt that people expected of you. Yeah. And then to receive that revelation that we are loved, um, you know, I, I think of the scripture that we shouldn't run faster than we can and, um, yeah. and, and things like that. And, and learning is a, a line upon line experience, just like when you were an Elders Corn president, the Lord just lets us, he gives us the calling and then lets us make mistakes because through those mistakes, we, we learn. And if we get too far off track, he sometimes will step in. But I don't know too many people that get too far off from track and do a lot of damage. Um, yeah. They just may not accomplish like you did everything you wanted to. Yeah. But, but just to be able to feel that, that 
okay, you, maybe you're not studying the way I study, um, and maybe you don't do it every day the same way, but I think it's very important you're making that connection. Right, yeah. And through, and through that connection comes revelation. Yep, absolutely, yeah. yeah it, it comes. And I, there might be some people who listen to this, maybe they're sort of grappling with their um, scripture study. They feel like, man, I just can't, I can't find the rhythm there. Um, and the reality is, is um, just recognizing that there's many ways to approach it, right? And especially with the establishment of, of Come Follow Me, you know, you've seen a lot of these online resources or YouTube channels pop up, right, of individuals talking about um, talking about the scriptures or the the part of the Come Follow Me. And, and sometimes it's good to just maybe step away from that traditional, you know, sit and read model and say, you know, I'm going to listen to this guy on YouTube for the next week and, and just just sort of look at the scriptures through his perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there, I've always sometimes felt this guilt of like, well, I, am I cheating? Like, can I <laughs> can I actually listen to this guy? Like, he's done all the work, but shouldn't I go and do this myself? But no, this is like a wonderful time to be uh, engaged with the scriptures because there's so many resources. And if yeah, if you need to listen to so and so online that uh, and hear their perspective and that. And that you feel the spirit and you feel engaged, then that kind of gets you into the rhythm of of seeking out your own method of doing that. Like that's okay, you know. That's a, that's a good yes. place to go. Yeah, absolutely. There's times I've heard people speak about something in the scriptures, and I go, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, right. I love those moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've never uh, thought about that particular avenue, and um, it totally changes how the scripture reads. So I I, um, I agree with you on that. Well, you said you had some hacks and doodling was one, and yeah. of course, and of course you. Um, uh, just out of curiosity, well, I am curious. How what did it cost to actually rebind that? that yeah, if I remember right, I think you're gonna pay anywhere from like fifty to ninety dollars. Okay. So it, it, you know it became. A more expensive. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, what what is it brand new in the distribution center at Desert Book? Isn't it around there? I don't know. I haven't bought yeah, I any hard copy so scriptures in quite a long yeah. time. But, but I but would me, like, uh, yeah, I would imagine though you could spend that much just buying a fresh copy of the yeah. scriptures. And the and the beauty thing of it is is you know you know I have my scriptures packed away somewhere that I got when I was like you know an eight year old newly baptized member right and. And I have those, and it's so hard. I mean, what, you can't just throw them away, right? I mean, this, there's that, those are my seminary years and things. Right. And and the nice thing about uh, this book bindery is, yeah, when I may uh, run it ragged, but then I could take it back and say, hey, will you rebind this so it's nice again? Or this page fell out. Can I? Can you put a new version of that page in? Right. So it it sort of gives you an opportunity to just keep that one set of scriptures going and going and going. You know, you don't ever feel like, oh, I have to buy a new one and all my markings. And, you know, that's sort of a hard transition. Yeah, so. I find that very interesting. Now, you've got a young family. Your oldest is eight. Has he been baptized? Or? Uh, she. Uh, she is. Oh, she. Uh, yeah, she's. she turned eight in May, and we've been bouncing around from ward to ward and then COVID. And so we uh-huh. just talked to the bishop on Sunday to— yeah. Uh, get her get her baptized. We just know that we got to do it before she's nine, so that we don't have to go through the <laughs> missionary discussions. But yeah, we're uh, she's soon to be baptized. Okay. Well, now, uh, how do you approach the scriptures with a young family? Mm. You know, my wife has just been awesome in this in this process. A few resources that come to mind that my wife uses is uh, there is I usually I follow 
this uh, account on Instagram. It's called Come Follow Me FHE. And um, she puts together some, uh, it's a, uh, I don't think she teaches currently, but she's a, a former elementary school teacher. And she just knows the concept of teaching children. And so she puts together some awesome resources. Like if you're just, if you have a young family like me and you're just like, man, it's hard to re, you know, reinvent the will every week of, you know, how can I explain Samuel the Lamanite, you know, better or what coloring sheet or whatever it is out there. So we've got a lot of her resources that are phenomenal. So that'd be a good place to start. And then recently my wife, um, you know, with the new school year starting, we're kind of finding, reestablishing our nightly routines. My wife went and they have uh, to desert book and they have a children's version of the, um, the journaling scriptures. And so they have these scriptures with thick margins and we'll read a certain section and my, we just tell my five-year-old like, Hey, just color, you know? And sometimes it's funny to see him just marking a random scripture. There's, you know, he can't really read yet. So he doesn't, mm-hmm. has no idea what the scripture says, but in my mind, I just, I think it's just helpful for parents to create opportunities where they're engaging with the scriptures, right? They don't, they're not going to remember the words or the concepts or maybe even the stories, but they'll, re- my five-year-old will hopefully have a memory of, I remember sitting down as a family and I would color in scriptures, right? Like that's that's like the seed of of a testimony or a, a seed of that desire to be in the scriptures is getting them familiar at a young age. Even when it feels like, you know, why are we doing this? Are they really learning anything? And yeah, they're they're building those connections and creating memories around engaging with the gospel with their family. So that's our, our current tactic that we use. And, and come follow me. I'll, I'll be completely honest. It has been tough. It's been really hard with a, you know, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and to, to even get them five, 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. sitting down and, and, and creating some type of entertainment, entertaining engagement with the scriptures. Right. So I, but I just remind myself like, oh yeah, like God isn't measuring my worth by how well we're doing this. Uh, you know, and, and I remember being at my brother's house when he was, you know, he has older teenage kids and when they were doing family scripture study and I'm like, wow, this is phenomenal. Like you actually get like these interesting discussions going, you know, and, and with our young family, that's just can't be expected. You know, it's just not that phase, but I look forward to that phase of, of our children. So, yeah, you're at a phase where they're young and, um, sitting still is just not in their nature. Yeah. Um, I, I remember having family home evening with my, uh, son and daughter-in-law in Iowa when I was visiting them. And, Boy, the two younger ones were rolling over the couch and going through the back and laying on their stomach and then their back. And <laughs> and you, yeah. you just wonder if anything's sinking in. But I taught primary for 12 years, and I've learned that wow. th- these little children, something sinks in. It, it yeah. does if we yeah. just are consistent. We uh, That's my... Uh, thing that I really am sorry for as a father, I didn't... Ex- get into the scriptures with my children as I should have. And, sure. But um, it, it's, and it is difficult. It is very difficult. Yeah. Very, very, very difficult. Now, you and your wife do then, with that Come Follow Me, do you find time when the children are not moving around? <laughs> and uh, and yeah. that you're able to actually talk to each other? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, one thing we enjoy doing is um, on a Sunday, especially now, it seems like Sundays are extra long when you don't have a, 
you know, church to go to as often. Um, but we have, uh, we like to just find a, 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 one of those YouTube presenters and we'll sit down and, and, you know, she's nursing a baby right now. So as she nurses, we'll, and then we'll find time to pause and just say, you know, what do you think about that? And have some discussion going there. And, um, and that's worked out pretty, pretty well for us. Very good. Very good. Well, Kurt, I appreciate your time. Um, can I give you one more hack? Richard? Yes, really absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Okay. So, and I've had a lot of people actually on the Leading Saints Instagram, uh, I've had so many people ask me about this because I'll share different snapshots of my my scripture study. And they'll ask me, how do you do that? And uh, so I have a, a highlight section on Instagram where people can learn how to do this. But so I think you mentioned you're more of an Apple guy. Is that right? Yeah. You have an iPad? Yeah, sure do. Okay. So there is a an uh, Apple app, not that Apple made it, but it's, I think, only on um, Apple products, iOS, um, that's called Notability. Yes, and in fact, it, that's, what, that's what I'm writing in right now, making notes while oh, you're nice. speaking. <laughs> well, we are. The, I think they're an unofficial sponsor of this episode because I have them open <laughs> now, too. So I hope they send you a big check, Richard, that you deserve it. <laughs> Anyways, so there, if, if you go, uh, and I just do a Google search, if you Google search, uh, LDS scriptures PDF. The church has, you can download a PDF version of the scriptures. So like it's the actual, what you find in the distribution center, like the printed mm-hmm. one. So that everything's identical. Um, and so, like I said, like for me, that visually where things are on a page is important to me. So then you upload it to this notability app and then you can highlight and draw. And so yes. with my, my doodling, I do this right in notability and then I like to add, you know, you can add GIFs. So a certain part mm-hmm. of of a scripture story, I can add a GIF. So visually, I one is sort of funny, and I like to make them funny, you know, that relate to the scriptures, and GIFs are right. fun that way. But um, so you can add there and write and mark, and and it's it's awesome. So that's that's the last uh, hack I'll give you. Well, there. It's, I'm it's glad awesome. you brought that up because honestly, I've never thought of doing that. I, I have brought um, some scriptures in to various apps where, um, and I'm, I'll, uh, no, I'm not, I'll, I'll put them in the, uh, the notes here for the podcast, but they're um, apps that are meant for researchers, and you, you, can, you can highlight some text and move it over to the margin and then make notes and and another one Ashley makes, um, I like using um, an app that makes for me a mind map. Mm. And so there is an app that does that. As you highlight the scriptures, it starts creating a mind map for you. Then you take it over to your mind map software. And um, I, in fact, I, I've used that, experimenting with it. Um, I'm not sure I would recommend it for everybody because sure. you, have be, you have to be more of a geek to know how to do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the other side, mind mapping to me is a great way for me visually to get things settled. Um, uh, what I've done is made a mind map of every chapter that Isaiah is quoted in the Book of Mormon. And from that mind map, I can see where the what the concepts were being taught because of the colors and everything. So, um, but this, I yeah, honestly, I never thought of taking that PDF and putting in a notability. Now I'm going to do yeah. that tonight. <laughs> yeah, and I do the same. I do the same thing with, uh, you know, they do 
the general conference, the Enzyme, or now I guess it'll be Liahona version, they put all those out on PDF. So you can yes. just download the PDF of an Enzyme or a, a yeah. Liahona and just upload it. And so I have one note in Notability that's just the most recent conference. And so I'll go through a talk and mark it up and doodle and highlight. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, I am definitely going to do that with Notability. Um, I, I've brought a lot of PDFs into Notability when I'm researching something, but I just never thought of moving the scriptures over like that. So yeah. I definitely learned something tonight. Well, good. I guess Thank it's you. Worth, worth it. So. <laughs> nice. Well, it's getting time for us to end here, and um, I would really like, if you don't mind, for you to share your testimony. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. You know, the, you know, in the context of the scriptures, um, it's been, it's, it's been such a, a fun journey in my life realizing and, and not just learning who God is, but learning who God, um, wants me to be and wants me to become. And, you know, those sweet moments of him reminding me, you know, Kurt, you're, you're not the intellectual. I made you creative. So be creative with your scripture study. And, and, uh, and that's blessed my life so much. And and to me, sometimes we can fall in this culture of behaviors focused, behavior focused in in the gospel, right? It's all about well, and I, I do this enough, and oh, I could have, I sh- maybe should have read an extra ten minutes today in my scriptures, and because I didn't do that, I'm missing out on blessings. Like you can get in this this shame filled feeling with the the with the gospel, and that's exactly where the adversary wants you. And just to realize, like for me, when I go to my scriptures, when I worship. I always walk away with a feeling of grace, that it's not necessarily what I do today, but it's what Christ already did for me. And it's that the grace of Jesus Christ that that encourages me on and propels me into the behaviors that I do want to accomplish. You know, it's when he connects with my heart, then I race towards and trying to prove at behaviors, not because I'm not good enough, but because he loves me so much that he desperately wants me to become more like him and that's what those those covenants and behaviors allow me to do and i say that in the name of jesus christ amen